we are uh, starting a new series this week, and we're going to be going through a book of the Bible uh, that I think is one of the most interesting books in the Bible. And so if you need to get your notebook, your Bible, any of those things, you can do that. Um, and uh, I'm going to pull up my notes. And we are going to be, uh, for the next however many weeks, um, we're going to be in the book of Acts. Acts. A-C-T-S. Not Acts like the body spray, but A-C-T-S. Acts like Acts. All right. Um, so uh, this week, I thought we could get kind of an overview and we could look at a little bit of the background of it and what it's about and stuff like that. So, so here's what, what I'm going to do. I want you guys, since you're all on your devices, uh, I want you to see if you can figure out who wrote the book of Acts. Who wrote the book of Acts? Um, and when you do, just do that raise hand, that little raise hand. Oh, Emma Scribner already has her hand up. Emma, do you know who wrote it already? Um, Luke. Luke, that is correct. Ding, 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 ding. How did you know that? Did you just Google it? No, there's a thing in my Bible. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> so um, one the way we know this is if uh, somebody would look up Luke uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And when you have that, if you raise your hand, I'll let you read it. Journey, you want to you want to read it? <coughs> okay. Many people have attempted to write about the things that have taken place among us. Reports of these things were handed down to us. There were people who saw all these things for themselves. From the beginning, they saw them and then passed the word on. With this in mind, I myself have carefully looked into everything from the beginning. So I also decided to write down an orderly report of exactly what happened. I am doing this for you. I want you to know that the things you have been taught are true. Okay. Um, does anybody have in, in your version of that, does anybody have uh, a name or do you see a name in that? A name that's referenced to who, who uh, here you go, Eli, tell me what name do you see in that? I, I don't, I don't have a Bible. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. I thought you were raising your hand. Oh no. All right. Um, does anybody have a name in there that they see? In those first four verses? Probably in verse four, I think. What'd you say, Elise? Uh, it's in verse three. Oh, in verse three. Yes. So what's the name? Theophilus. Theophilus. Um, and so that means like lover of God, someone who who really loves God. So that's an interesting name. So if you look in the first verses of the book of Acts, um, now, uh, Acts 1, 1 and 2, would somebody like to read that? 
Uh, Emma, Emma's got that hand raised down. She's quick on the hand raise. Oh, I'm trying. There you go. In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had, he had chosen. He had chosen. So, so the way we, the reason we believe that Luke wrote Acts is because he's writing both books to the same person and he even says at the beginning of Acts, hey, remember that other book I wrote? This is the sequel. This is the completion of that idea. I also love the idea that at the beginning of Luke, he's talking about that he is getting his information from interviews with people, firsthand knowledge, people who saw Jesus, people who experienced him. We believe this book was written probably less than 50 years, between 50 and 60 years after Jesus was on the earth. So there would probably be people still alive or people who knew people who were alive at that time. And so he's getting his information from witnesses, from eyewitnesses, which is really a cool thing to think about that here's this guy writing all this down and he's writing it to his friend because he wants his friend to understand all of this stuff. Some people believe uh, that in the, in that, in the book of Luke, it, he, the, the way he calls him, uh, the, the uh, name he gives him, I think, let's see, how does it say it? It says, uh, um, most excellent Theophilus, he calls him. And in that time to refer to someone as most excellent usually meant they were in some sort of ruling capacity. And so some people believe that, that Luke is writing to someone who is a Roman, like maybe a, maybe a governor, maybe a ruler, maybe something like that, and that he's using Theophilus, lover of God, as a code name so that he won't get this guy in trouble, right? And so um, then, though, it's funny because in an Acts, he doesn't use most excellent. And there are some historians that believe that that when he, he wrote this first book, Luke, he wrote that first book to Theophilus and Theophilus believed it and resigned his position because um, at that time in throughout the uh, Roman Empire, Christians were kind of um, being persecuted, being, you know, uh, they were considered to be a cult that was not acceptable. And so um, that's one... I. I don't know if that's true, but I love that idea that Luke wrote this gospel that outlined all the stuff about um, who Jesus was. And this guy's like, I believe, and I can't be who I was before. I've got to change because of that. Um, one of the reasons I like the book of Acts is because of the title. Uh, so what, why is it called Acts? Anybody have an idea? What, what's the full title? Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Oh, Emma, Emma, you're going to be the champion today. All right, go. Why, what is the full name of it? I'm not sure, but maybe it's called Axe because it's actions. Okay. I don't know. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. 
if your Bible, your Bible might actually, oh, Jeremy's, Jeremy's got a hand up. Where, where I'm going to find, oh, and Journey. Uh, all right, Journey, go, go, go. Yeah. Um, I looked it up and it said, uh, the Acts of the Apostles. The Acts of the Apostles. Very good. It's Acts of the Apostles. That's the full name of this book as Acts of the Apostles. So it's, it's really, and I would say it is not a very well-named book because of that because there's really as as we read through this you're going to see there's really only i mean it talks about other apostles a little bit but the only two apostles that it really talks about are peter and paul and they get a lot a lot a lot of writing and everybody else gets maybe their name gets mentioned i would say a better title for this book would be the acts of the holy spirit because it's really talking about how the Holy Spirit influences the early church and how uh, Jesus wants his church to be set up and how it, and really why it was so successful and why we are still like going to church today, right? So somebody tell me what's an apostle? Alexa, you, you, you got your hand up there. Tell me, what's, what's an apostle? disciple of God but one God's chosen okay very good so an apostle uh, all the disciples were apostles and uh, except for Judas of course isn't considered an apostle but uh, also Paul is considered an apostle um, so we are now gonna we're gonna read the beginning of Acts and I know Hannah keeps raising her hand and I, I always uh, I'm, I haven't let her do anything. So I'm going to have her read uh, Acts 1, 1 through 11. And uh, Hannah, uh, let me unmute you. Hold on. I'm coming. I'm coming. Um, and, and Hannah, I'm going to interrupt you at different points. So just be ready as you okay. go. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay. I wrote the first narrative, Theopolis, whatever, about all that... Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. Okay, after stop he right suffered, there just for a second. Um, I think it's really interesting the phrase, and if you want to underline it, if you want to write it in your notes, the phrase that it says, all that Jesus began to do and teach. So it's saying, um, and I think so many times we think that our main role is to teach. And even for me, sometimes I get caught up in, I've got to, I've got to preach in the next sermon. I've got to give the next talk. I've got to teach the next lesson. And I get so focused on that, that that becomes like what makes my faith, my faith. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. We should be acting out our faith and then what we teach should pour out of that action. So Jesus did what he wanted them to do, and then he talked about it, and he explained it. And we see this all, all through the Gospels, where Jesus will do something, and then he'll turn to the disciples, and he'll go, do you know what that's, that means? Right? Do you know what, what that means? Do you know why I said that? And, and then he explains it. So he's giving an example that is um, how uh, he should act. And then um, 
or how they should act. And then he's explaining it to them. So, um, so go on, go ahead, Hannah, keep going. Thank you. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was um, with them. Okay, hold on real quick. So 40 days, it says 40 days. You realize that as of right now, we've kind of, we've been in lockdown pretty much for around 36 days. So Jesus taught them for about the same amount of time that we have been sitting at home. Um, so it, it's a pretty good amount of time that he was with them. Sometimes we think uh, Jesus died, he was resurrected, and then he ascended into heaven. We kind of do it like that. But he had this really intense amount of time where he is teaching them every day what they are supposed to do and how they're supposed to be. And so when we see them functioning as the early church, sometimes we're like, well, where, you know, how did they come up with these ideas? Where did that come from? And, and really, I believe that in these 40 days, Jesus is telling them, this is, the what, this is what I want you to do, and this is how you're going to build my church. And I really believe he was giving them some, some instructions there that are not recorded, but, um, but so that they would have direction. Because these guys are all like, you know, they're all fishermen and, and just regular guys. And yet they build this structure that has survived for 2000 years. And so that's amazing. So the teaching that, that they were getting in this relatively short amount of time um, is really what's, what's launching the church. All right, take off, Hannah. <clears throat> While he was with them, he commanded them to not leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which, which he said, you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come to you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. Okay, so I, I again, and think back a few weeks ago, that first message that we talked about, the David and Saul idea, it's the same thing here. His disciples think he's going to be a king. He's going to rule over things. And, and Jesus, so when they say, hey, is it time to be a king? Is it time for you to be a king? And Jesus says, that's not the way this is going to work, basically. You have an idea of what things are going to look like. And I'm telling you that I have a different idea that I want to explain to you. And so um, it really is Jesus telling the disciples, I want you to have a whole different way to view the world. Like you've been waiting to be kings. You've been waiting to be rulers. I want you to understand the world in a different way. And he's been explaining that through their whole ministry, through his whole ministry. He's been trying to explain this to them. But now they're really starting to get it because they've watched him be crucified and they've witnessed him resurrected from the dead. And it's beginning to change their worldview and the way they view other people and the way they view this message that Jesus has brought. So go ahead and finish that up, Hannah. 
After he had said this, he was taken up, and as they were watching, a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This is the same Jesus who has been taken from you to, into heaven, and will come into the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. So I love those, uh, those words um, where it says, in the same way. Yeah, I, I want you to underline that, in the same way. So they say, Jesus is going to come back in the same way that you've seen him go. And I think that's really, really important for us to understand in this time, that the same Jesus, not um, not a different body, not a different uh, being, but the same Jesus who went into heaven on that day, who ascended into heaven that day, is someday coming back. That even though we live in a world where everything is changing, where things, you know, we, we keep using that phrase, the new normal, the new normal, the new normal, that things are going to be different and things are changing. Even in a world where all these things are different, Jesus has not changed. We still serve the same Jesus. We still worship the same Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so when it says that those, those four words seem like almost a throwaway, but realize how important that is, that in a world where everything is different all the time, Jesus is the same. His message has always been that he is the way, the truth, and life. He is the one that will save us. And so um, be aware of that and let that give you comfort. In fact, uh, I think that would be a good, be a good uh, thing to write, a phrase to write on your, on your bathroom mirror or something, you know, just to remember, hey, Jesus is not changing. He is going to come back in the same way. So when we look at the book of Acts, we look at a group of people going through a time that was often difficult. Um, they were persecuted. They were, uh, they were trying to navigate a world that had changed forever when Jesus rose again. And now they're say, setting the foundations for everything that we believe today and everything that's been passed down through thousands of years. So imagine how crazy that must have felt for them. Because I think we can identify with it because it's kind of the way we feel right now, right? Everything's a little crazy. Everything's a little um, uncertain. And they were the same way. But what we're going to see as we go through the book of Acts, we're going to watch them navigate this uncertain world and find these ideas that are going to become the foundation of everything that we believe now, right? So I hope you guys uh, continue to follow along as we go through the book of Acts. If you're reading your Bible and you want to read ahead, feel free. It's a great book. It's, it's, it's a history book. So it's, not, it's all about what they were doing in this uh, first century. And what's really cool is if you read it, then you'll understand what, what, I'm, what I mean when I say I think it should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit instead of the Acts of the Apostles because we really do see God at work in his church doing amazing things and um, blowing people's minds. I mean, it, it was crazy 
of what was happening in that first century church. So any questions, comments, anything? Uh, any any last thoughts anybody wants to share before we sign off? Stay safe and sane, everybody. Uh, well, um, safe, yeah. Like sane, I don't know if that's possible. Um, I think I've already lost my sanity. Uh, and even insanity I've had. So I'm not sane or insane. Seriously. <laughs> All right, well... Um, let me pray for us, and then uh, you guys can stay in here for a little while if you want, but, but that'll be the end of our program for the day. Lord, thank you for each one that's here. Lord, thank you for this book, The Acts of the Apostles. And we thank you that when we read this book, we see not just men at work, but we see your Holy Spirit at work changing the world. And Lord, I just pray that um, as we go through this book, we'll be encouraged as we see your spirit doing amazing things and uh, changing the world. Lord, I just pray that we'll become people that do and then teach and that we'll become people that, uh, that understand that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that as we go through this uncertain time, we'll realize this is not the first uncertain time that your people have been through. And Lord, that we'll um, embrace the change, embrace the difference, embrace the struggle. And Lord, that um, we'll just depend on you and your spirit as we do. In Jesus' name, amen.